Hello again, everybody. Hey, <laughs> it's time for Running the Bases Baseball. <laughs> uh, I might I might stick with that. So, But as traditionally spoken, welcome baseball fans. It is time for the Running the Bases podcast postseason kickoff edition. Uh, Coach, recording at the new Hobbit Hole. <laughs> How do you feel about the, the move? <laughs> We're less than a mile away from the new ballpark. That's right. You have moved, and you are now less than a mile away from the new ballpark. You trade the Hobbit Hole for the cave, but come April, you're going to be the, the hottest uh, residence in town. Yep, you can... Just ring me up somewhere, and you'll have free parking right here. For for SunTrust Park. How do you think that's going to affect the number of games that you go to? I went to a lot this year. Yeah? I went and I went to about 10, uh, which is a lot for me. Right. Uh, I But I think I'll go to more next year. Yep. More spur of the moment things. Well, when you can walk, I mean, right. why not? And considering that the team uh, played well below its expectations this year, Tickets will be available. So. You know, they played below their expectations, below mine, but I think they hit their Pythagorean, you know, uh, score. But so, so what the 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 smarter people uh, uh, would have thought? Yeah, uh, smarter than you and I with their fancy calculators and stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're well, adding machines. <laughs> well, um, thankfully, uh, we can put that to rest. We're going to talk about the Braves a little bit post mortem, considering that. Uh, Coppolella resigned. Uh, swift changes coming from the front office of our hometown Atlanta Braves. Lots of scandals surrounding it. You and I are both a little bit worried about what's going to happen to some of our top prospects and whatnot. Um, but October is here. Uh, such a welcome time for this uh, distraction that is the game of baseball. Um, and uh, we're going to, you know, kind of wrap up the regular season, look back at our preseason predictions compared to how the season played out. Uh, talk about the uh, player and manager awards, uh, and then uh, postseason predictions. So, two things on what you just said. Yeah. Uh, one, the distraction that is baseball. We certainly do need it right now. We uh, certainly. I mean, uh, throughout the world and the country. Uh, two, I, I love October. I mean, it is uh, the postseason is the best time of the year. I detest it when people like me say this is my March Madness. No, March Madness is there uh, October. <laughs> Let's get the uh, priority straight. That's right. Let's get the order of events straight. Well, um, so 2017 uh, Major League Baseball season, that's a wrap. Uh, give me like a couple of things that stick out to you first or most. Uh, the size of Judge. Uh <laughs> Uh, the size of Stanton too. Yeah, Stanton. Uh, Stanton and Judge are there. Uh, the uh, Indians and Dodgers streaks. Um, the juiced ball. Uh, you know, there are people hitting twenty home runs everywhere. Oh yeah, uh, just like last year. I haven't even, seen the number. But, fig- the uh, but even figure. more, I think. Uh, I mean, this year. Right. Uh, the the youth in baseball continues to make uh, to be really strong. I mean, uh, it's very impressive. Uh, it's hard to keep up with all of the young stars. 
Yeah, I agree entirely. I mean, it, it, the, I think the the start of the season with the World Baseball Classic, honestly, and you saw these all-star teams of talent on the field and hitting, not pitching so much, but really set the tone for a fun season of baseball. Uh, sadly, it was kind of the opposite. The games were longer this year than they've ever been. Uh, still haven't quite figured that problem out or how to solve it, though we have. We have. We have. We've figured it out. Just they need to come talk to us. Um and I agree, you know, the, the, the young stars like Lindor and Altuve and who's not... And these are young, veterans now. These are veterans <laughs> now, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, certainly, there's a lot of potential for excitement and seeing, you know, athletic prowess on the baseball field that has never been seen before. Um, just got to put the damn ball in play more. So, um, but uh, a lot of our preseason predictions as far as how the teams fared uh, went chalk. Uh, what are the biggest surprises to you about uh, uh, how the standings finished? Um, and I can give you mine right now. That the Giants were as bad as they yeah. were. That's got to be. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I picked the Giants to be that strong this year, but uh, certainly not this bad. Oh, I uh, had them in contention to be sure. Um, the other surprises. Uh, the Brewers were a surprise. Uh, from, in the positive yeah um the uh let me see who else um everything uh, the twins certainly uh were a surprise uh the rockies were not a surprise to me i, I figured they would win the second wild card uh and you would the, be right the uh i am surprised that the mets imploded as much as they did yeah uh, <laughs> i picked them to win the division well the, I think I picked them to be in the World Series. I mean, in to, in the uh, playoffs, uh, right? Uh, but that you did. But uh, we'll get to all that. But yeah. But you know, so, I mean, their implo their really their implosion uh, was kind of monumental. They had so many people dropping dead. Yeah, and not just. I mean, like injuries again plagued them all year. But how much did the Matt Harvey distraction early in the year like derail them? Set this tone for. You know, just such a year of dysfunction. I think their biggest, uh, I think, it was Syndergaard going down. Uh, well, and, yeah, and injury then, wise, yeah. Then Harvey on top of that just magnifies it. What does this do to Matt Harvey's stock? Oh, uh, it's way down. Yeah, it's way down. Is he uh, still going to be a, a a Yankee or Met sign? If he is, he's going to be a cheaper sign than he would have been a few right. years ago. Right. Well, <laughs> on a very sad surprise. Uh, heartbreaking, if you will. The Tigers of Detroit, my boys, I've been, you know, uh, a surrogate uh, homer for them for several years now. What do you make of their season? Osmus is already gone. They've traded pretty much everybody that they can trade. And surprisingly, on the Verlander front, um, that's still uh, surprising that that deal got done. Um, you I know, they do have the number one draft pick, so. They do, and I think, but I do. Uh, I think the reason the Verlander trade got done, as you say, uh, was the floods in Houston and that right. the Astros right. needed to do something for their fans. I, and I think it was a smart move and a good move. What do I think of the Tigers? I, too, uh, was a Tiger fan for a long time. Growing up, Al Kaline was my favorite player. Right. Uh, that makes me what? Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, But I... Um, it didn't surprise me, you know. I, I've been predicting the Tigers' decline for some time. Although I will say, I thought the Tigers were declining uh, 
in part because of Verlander's getting older and retiring, and he had a pretty good season. Yeah, it, that's two seasons back to back for him. You know, really coming on strong late, which is right. uh, uh, a really positive thing. Um, all right, and then uh, you know. Uh, By the way, I've never had faith in Upton. I've never had faith in Zimmerman. <laughs> you know, uh, there are a lot of Tigers that I just you know, uh, I think, boy, uh, look what happened when Martinez when uh, uh, it was traded. He became like Cespedes when he was traded. You know, the right, yeah, production and everything. Yep, absolutely. And you know, big part of why the Snakes uh, were as dominant as they were this year, which was a surprise to me. Um, you gave them, you gave them some more love. I was thinking that the, uh, the, uh, the hangover from last year's massive disappointment was going to, uh, derail them, but, uh, good to see the diamondbacks being competitive. Cause you know, are you still on the, uh, on the, uh, on the Island of, uh, they give the better match to the, uh, to the Dodgers. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Uh, that being able to hit that left-handed pitching. Um, let's, uh, so let's compare uh, some other things with our preseason predictions. Uh, in the NL East, you had Nationals as the division champs, but at 91 wins, they won 97. Um, best three pitchers in baseball. Uh, they have the best who, one, two, three. And who are you saying is the third? Geo. Uh, okay. Uh, you got Scherzer. You yeah, got right. I, I would say Geo too, but I going into the season, I don't think he was their number three. Uh, he certainly had a great season. Uh, the difference, they remained healthy, you know, and, uh, but they didn't, well, well the pitchers did. Yeah. The, yeah. Pit, yeah, the pitchers remained healthy. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, and they're going to go as far, we, they still have to hope that, uh, Harper is healthy going into the playoffs. Right. I, I really truly believe he is. I think he's one of these guys that can wake up December 12th and, you know, line a double. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the uh, and he certainly has a presence in the lineup, but uh, the uh, they're fairly healthy right now, and uh, and the other Zimmerman has had a, a near MVP year for them. Um, so you know, in a bullpen for a change, right, oh, yeah, that stuff they did mid season bring in like four different people into their bullpen. That's the difference, the entire difference. Yeah. Well, and then uh, I mean. I think it stands to reason they had the easiest division to compete with. Sure. Beating the crap out of the likes of, I mean, did anyone in the NL East even finish over 500 uh, beyond them? Let me check here. It would be the Marlins if they did. I don't think they and did. No, no, yeah. the Marlins were a full 20 games back. Um, in the uh, Central, uh, good call on the Cubs. They didn't win as many games as we both thought. Um, but Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, who we both thought would be right there, were not. And the floor... I thought Cincinnati would be there. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I meant to say St. Louis. Uh, okay. Uh, St. Louis and Pittsburgh. My mistake. St. Louis yeah. and Pittsburgh, who we thought would be there in the end, uh, really were not. The floor is yours. Uh, the the death of the Cardinals in 2017. Oh, I, Help uh, yourself. I almost... I, I, <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> I'm I'm glad they're not in the playoffs. Uh, I didn't believe they wouldn't be in the playoffs until about two days ago, uh, when <laughs> yep. they had to have had the dirt started to be dropped on them six feet under before I would believe it. Uh, and, and what scares me is that it's years like this where the Cardinals are not thought of much all year and get into the playoffs and then win you know nine in a row. You know, uh, yeah. And you're like, oh. Uh, 
I the the Cardinals have made it seems like their front office has finally made some bad moves in recent years, uh, and they're not as they're. I shouldn't say this. I and I and I'm not going to say it. I don't want to uh, jinx myself by saying that <laughs> the Cardinals won't be there next year. But uh, clearly on the field right now, they don't have the uh, the the players that the Cubs do. The Pirates are. They're not a team that is going to compete every year. No, especially not now. I mean, that that ride is over. The window is closed. The McCutcheon MVP-led, you know, Pirates, sadly, sadly, I say all these things because they were so great to watch. But I mean, the a big key is see what happens to Cole in this offseason. Certainly. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, losing Melanson, um, of course, he played on a team that was <laughs> irrelevant after right. about the first month. But... Uh, you know, yeah, they they interesting to see what what you call a small market in this day and age. But uh, you know, the uh, the the Brewers, uh, it, who knew, who knew? Well, Did anybody know? You, I had sixty nine wins for the Brew Crew. You had them at sixty and one hundred two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Milwaukee coaches, uh, uh, you're well, not going to be getting the welcome wagon when you yeah, show up there. But I don't think a lot of people thought this guy that bring in from Korea was going to you know do what he did both at the beginning and the end of the season he was kind of lost in the middle yeah uh, and they had several young players that really came off their farm system and stuff and and all power to him I my I have an antipathy for the Brewers as long as Ryan Braun is there uh, <laughs> and uh but I love him when he's having one of those days where he can't get on the field <laughs> Uh, no grudges held. No grudges held whatsoever. Why would you not? I mean, <laughs> you know, this he was worse than uh, what's his name, Palmero. Yeah, uh, Palmero sitting there pointing to everybody, you know, and everything. He was he was getting people fired, uh, small people fired, or not small people, people with small jobs fired. Yeah, to try and sit, cover himself, and those are the people that actually need the job. So. Right, I, I understand. No, I'm I'm the same way. But you know, the, the biggest reason to cheer for the Brewers is uh, Harry Doyle. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's call, true. That's calling true. meaningful baseball late in the season. So, and honestly, the Uke, we're not going to have him calling baseball much longer. You know, no, uh, but I'm going to say something too. Milwaukee has always been a good baseball town. Agreed. You know, when the Braves first moved there from Boston, you know, they're outdrawing anybody. You know. Exactly. Everybody. Yep. You know, if you're if you're going with uh, just Milwaukee baseball, period, not Brewers baseball so much. Great history. Um, and, you know, when when they show up, that is a full throated crowd. I mean, we saw it in yes. 2000 and uh, 2008, I believe, with the Sabathia, um, that stretch run. And then uh, 2011, improbable winning of the uh, division and. Back going with Harvey's ball, wall bangers in '82. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So, so I was really happy for uh, Milwaukee this year. I thought that was great to see. Um, and then in the uh, National League West, I said it was a Dodgers world, and we were all just living in it. Yeah. Um, that proved correct to the shock of nobody. Uh, I, I said that as well, didn't I? I mean, I you did. Must you, have had the Dodgers. You did. You had them at 94 wins, and uh, I put them at 96. Uh, they surpassed those expectations to the tune of 104 wins. But uh, that said, uh, it seems like they could have won a lot more. And the fact that they hit that streak m- m- certainly livens up the postseason in the National League. Hard 
to think a team of 104 wins limped into the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> These are strange times we're living in, to be sure. Well, it's the first time that we've had three teams at 100 wins and above since uh, 2003, which had uh, included the Braves winning 100-plus. Um, you know, maybe, I mean, you, you could say that this is exactly what they needed because if they, you know, stay, if they were around 115, 16 wins, you know, maybe you get complacent. But going through a stretch where you're just more vulnerable than anybody, that could be really, really strong for them. I think there is a somewhat of a misnomer in the, the fact that we have three teams who won 100 uh, plus games. Back when we did it before, when there were, uh, what was that, 82? Or no. Uh, well, 2003 was the most two, recently. 2003. Uh, there weren't as many teams tanking. Right, exactly. You know, like the Tigers. Right. The Tigers tanked, and they tanked in 2003 as well. But, uh, I mean, yeah, why I, not? This year, the Tigers didn't tank. They threw it in. Oh, yeah. I mean, they gave up. Yeah, it's something It's something way worse. And Osmus, I like Osmus. He's a good guy. He had, he did pretty well uh, in those first couple of seasons of his tenure. He, but he lost that team. He did, and he made some real statements toward the end that kind of uh, sealed his fate. Yeah, and you know he's going to be hard pressed to get another job that good uh, mm-hmm. anytime soon. Uh, he did manage uh, the Israel national team in 2013, so that was also kind of successful. Um, but then the rest of the NLS, good lord! Uh, I mean, we've talked about the Giants. Um, here's here's your shining moment with the Rockies. Not only did you pick them to uh, go to the wild card game, which proved correct, you had 86 wins for the number of wins. For the Rockies on the season, they won 87. Well, uh, so what? That was kind of luck. <laughs> I, I, you know, I believed in Bud Black from the moment he became their manager. Where they have, uh, they've tried everything in Colorado to develop a pitching staff. Everything from trying to change, like having no starters or relievers. Everybody just pitches 100 pitches or whatever it is. and 75, it, yeah, know, the four-man rotation. Have it dictated by uh, up above who is pitching. They, they've, they've tried to develop. They've tried to trade. Uh, they can't do free agency for obvious reasons. Uh, they never <laughs> try. And you look at all of the managers they've had. Look at all of them. You know, for, Jim Tracy, Clint Hurdle. Don Baylor. Hitters. Why not have a a, a pitching guru be your manager uh, for a team yep. that really needs pitching? What is what is uh, and uh, to develop young pitching too? Right. I mean, it's perfect, and we're we're very jealous here in Atlanta. Yes, I wanted him to come here. Yeah, a couple of years ago, before he went to San Diego, and it was close. I think. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll talk more about it. We we haven't finished with our Braves. Yeah. Uh, uh, catharsis, but um, now jumping over to the American League, uh, things a little more to chalk at the uh, at the top. Um, starting in the East as well, Red Sox uh, win the division. Um, you had shakedly, shakedly to be sure. Um, you had them at ninety two wins. Let me look at the notes. Yep, you had them at ninety two. I hit this right on the mark, ninety one. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, they won ninety three games. So. We were both pretty close on that one. Uh, how formidable are the Red Sox going into the postseason? They did win their division, which was big. If they're playing right. that that yeah, wild right. card, we're in some serious trouble. Uh, I'll say they are a lot more formidable than they have appeared any time through the season. 
uh, because I think having Price come out of the bullpen now in a playoff situation where he can be used more, he looked uh, tremendous against Houston those last couple of games. Right. Uh, and uh, getting out Springer with the bases loaded in that last game, that was, you know, it just blew him away. Uh, I, the, um, so I, I think that makes them a lot more formidable. Mookie Betts has gotten hot right here at the end. Uh, I think maybe by this time they're over the uh, the loss of Big Poppy. I mean, now I don't think that's uh, carrying the shadow that it did throughout most of the season. Sure. I mean, the 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 calendar flipping and everyone's you know at zero zero again uh, benefits the Red Sox. I think a lot more than the other teams that kind of sort of limped into the playoffs. Although really, you <laughs> not know, many limped not in. Not many limped in. Yeah, but they, you're right to to uh, for the Red Sox and the Cubs. The Cubs clinching that division and that was looking shaky there for a minute and then they finally became the cubs took them all year but they finally it, became the it, well i mean really you look at them from the all-star break on and there's you know i mean they had a little downturn there but from the all-star break on they're as good as any team right and what a world we live in where we're now expecting them to be good right right you know that we're we're saying well the cubs did what they finally should have done which is win <laughs> yeah when would anyone you ever you say that madden his whole career in the last month of the season has a 675 winning percentage. That's incredible. Yeah. And 670. And that's with the Rays, you know, through most of it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the Cubs, he's, he was, the deck was kind of stacked for him when he showed up, but even still. He did it. Though. You can't, you know, he was at the helm. Right. And, and I, I think he had a lot to do with shaking them out of it this year. I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, the, the, for the Cubs and the Indians as well. 675. There's nobody else that's right. ever anywhere close. Yep. Hall of Fame stuff, one might say. Yeah. Um, but also with the Cubs, they you know, they have the hangover of the uh um the World Series victory, of course, the hundred and eight year right. hangover. Um, you know, flipping the calendar and the fact that they held on and made it in, you know, that that relieves them of that. And I think the same for the Red Sox with Big Poppy. You know, they made it. They yeah. succeeded without him and did win the division. They're actually in the exact same place they were last year. Um, their matchup, uh, their their uh, opening round against the Astros. Uh, what kind of chances do you give the Red Sox in that series? Against the Astros? Yeah. Uh, a lot better chance uh, that since Price is relieving. Yeah. They, they will have seen each other nine times in a row. You know, they play out this series. And that means something. I mean, uh, hitters are going to become the the staff that is formed now is going to seem a lot more familiar. Yeah, and we had a lot of love for Toronto uh, and Baltimore uh, going into this season, neither of which uh, lived up to our lofty expectations. Um, Baltimore finishing in the basement. What is what happens to this this Orioles team now? I mean, they uh, have to you, you they have to rally the troops to keep Machado there, right? In a year, and uh, who knows? Uh, the uh, it pretty much is up to their owner, who is mercurial at best, right? And then the Yankees of New York. I called this one, yeah. and I'm not proud of it because it means I was giving <laughs> I was giving a vote of confidence to the evil empire. But they win 91 games, uh, largely on the large back of Aaron Judge. Well, Judge was great at the beginning of the season, and at the end of the season, he was pretty much lost for a couple of months there. And Sanchez pretty much pulled him through there. 
Yeah, that's true. But he he uh, brought the excitement back uh, in a way that they haven't had since really Jeter. You know, or I don't know. I mean, compare oh, I, compare I, the rise of All Rise to uh, other the, Yankees in recent memory. The excitement is uh, over him is some, I mean, and it's legitimate. He hits uh, Ruthian or Maguireian. <laughs> Uh, home runs. He's huge. He plays better in the field than people give him credit for. Uh, he's got a good arm. He's uh, he says all the right things. He's yeah, polished, and that's huge, uh, particularly in New York. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's got a, a catchy name. You know, he's uh, he's got and he the, what he does at the home run derby and you know all this sort of stuff. He is one of the faces of baseball after one year. He's definitely the rookie of the year, and he has he's in the Hall of Fame running. Yeah, I mean not not Hall of Fame. I mean uh, MVP MVP running <laughs> a little right. early for the Hall of Fame. A little early for that kind of talk, although not for some in New York, I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. Um, all right, so we move on now to the Central. Um, Cleveland. I want to say something about, else about the Yankees. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I have never been a Yankee fan. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I probably when I was first getting into baseball in 1960, 61, I was a Yankee fan. I, sure. I followed Mantle and Maris and uh, the Eminem boys. I was still though pulling for the CC boys in Detroit with Cash and Calavito. Sure, uh, but the uh, I've always looked at the Yankees as evil empire number one. But it's good to have them around so you can hate them oh yeah well that's it's that good is for baseball that is the truth that is the truth you have to have a villain and you know the cardinals are not enough of the villain though we would oh they're <laughs> enough of villain they're just a villain in the other league right they're yeah and 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 really the yankees encompass all of baseball as yeah. as the villain i mean they they're 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 the number one hat the world around you go throughout europe uh, if you see a hundred baseball hats on the uh, on the heads of non-Americans, uh, seventy-five of those are going to be Yankees, and twenty-four of those are going to be Red Sox, and there'll be one from Seattle that is some Asian guy who's misplanted. <laughs> Keep your eye out for that guy if you're traveling. <laughs> you're traveling. Well, good for him, you know. Uh, yeah. Hey, why not? Um, so. All right, so now going to the Central, uh, Cleveland, they are who we thought they were. It just took them a minute. Record-setting win streak. Uh, they finish up with, let's see what the number is, 102 wins. You placed them at 101 to start the season. Um, and then I had them winning 96 and running away with that division by six games. They end up running away with it by 17 games. Um Give love to Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. What can you say about this team? I mean, we... Last podcast we did, they were in the midst of that streak. I think they run the table as far as uh, regular season awards. I think Tito's manager of the year, Lindor is your MVP, and Kluber is your uh, Cy Young. Uh, your thoughts? I think that Tito will be the MVP. However, I think Molitor should be for the Twins. Yep. Uh, I think he did more with less. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I love Lindor, maybe my favorite player to watch. Uh, however, he's going against Altuve, who I think will get it, and Judge, who is going to get a lot of votes, and you cannot this uh, this can't forget he's in New York, right? Uh, exactly, and um, can't discredit that. No, but 
I mean, it's like winning a home run title in Colorado. You know, uh, <laughs> the uh, I so I I, I don't think uh, Lindor will be the MVP. I think it'll be either Altuve or Judge. Uh, the uh, what was the other one? Uh, Kluber. Uh, I think he will, but he's going to have get a big push from Sale. Sale did get over three hundred strikeouts and you know uh, three hundred and eight strikeouts, I think. Well, that's true. Um, Sale and he held. I mean, where are the Red Sox without him? Exactly, and playing in Boston. Right. I mean, Cleveland is a love fest right now, um, and uh, you know Boston's a whole different animal. Um, let's talk about those Twins for a second. Uh, they win fifty nine games a year ago. Fifty nine. So this is a because my math is not as quick. Uh, they win eighty five this year. Twenty six game improvement. Molitor really does deserve it. After trading away some of their horses midseason when they thought they were out of it, right? Uh, but those young guys, you know, all of the, you know, Braxton, all the rest, Buxton, yeah, Buxton. Buxton uh, who, what an exciting center fielder to watch! Uh, Finally, we, yeah, oh, we, I know he, he's young as can be, but we feel like he's about two years too late on this, but, right? Right. You know, uh, we expect everybody to be Andrew Jones. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, but, I mean, they're they're a fun team to watch, and Molitor deserves all the credit in the world. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, two out of his three years, they just completely overperform. And that's—we we joke about Despite how— Despite what management has done to him, you know, I right. mean, they have not given him what he would probably want. Well, they're they're gonna have to start listening now. Oh yeah, because so. imagine the suitors for him. You look around the league at at managers that are on, uh, you know, shaky turf. I mean, how much would they throw to have Paul Mar to have Paul Molitor come over? Like the Cardinals, maybe you know. Or, or can you imagine uh, the well? Right now, we know the Mets are already looking for somebody. Exactly. Uh, however, if but see, I'm, I'm not sure Farrell's going to be around. He doesn't win this first series, you know. Yeah, Boston plays at a different standard. Right. Well, that first series is going to be um, against the Houston Astros, who, you know, uh, exceeded our win total predictions. You gave them a 90 uh, at the start of the year, and I said they would win, let's see, uh, 90 as well. Uh, but I actually had Texas winning the division above them, so good call by you. Um I mean, this Astros team, they're just, they have an impact player at every position. And with yep. the JV edition, I mean, we talked about all of this when they got him, but I don't, it, is it a World Series or bust for them? This is the year oh, of their and, prophecy. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, but I think they've got to get by the first round. I think this, uh, the first round against the Red Sox is real important for them. I mean, yeah. you've got to understand they made the right choice, despite what I thought, of some really old players uh, who play. I mean, who played well. Those old guys aren't going to be there that much longer. Right. Uh, Verlander, to be sure. He's the new old guy. Right. Um, I mean, the Houston Strong, I know Sabermetrics and the Brian Kinneys of the world will say you can't measure that at all. Um, is there anyone with a bigger emotional edge than they have right now in that sense? Well, Cleveland trying to end their own curse and make up for last year. I mean, what, who, who else even comes close to a, a team that's playing for the city on the front? Well, playing for a city, nobody does like Houston does, but I, I don't, uh, the emotional edge, um, that's so dependent on who those individual players are. Right. 
you you could put some teams in Houston, and they wouldn't care. You know, yeah. what I mean, uh, I don't have any idea of how many Astros live in the Houston area. Right, permanently. Yeah. I mean, you know, they all have a residence there in some form or fashion. Um, I mean, we'll 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 save some more of this for postseason predictions. But as far as the rest of the division is concerned, um, what what the Rangers are one of the top puzzling teams of this year. You and I both thought they perform much better. I had them winning this division, and they trade their big horse, and yet we're still competitive towards the end. Uh, kind of like what the Twins did, right? Uh, you know, Joey Gallo had a, a great season, uh, forty home, uh, forty-one home runs. Um, what do you make of the What do you make of the Rangers? It's hard for me ever to really truly go all in with the Rangers because of the climate there. Yeah, and they are going to get a new stadium, and there will be a roof. Yeah. And when they start playing in some air conditioning, do you think that that will make a uh, measurable difference, substantial difference. Because they've been good for several years now, and just just seven or eight years ago, they were in the World Series. Right. I I, um, I don't know. They'll have to show me before I'll believe it. I, I, you know, I can see them being good and going so far, but um, I, it just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I hardly ever believe in Texas. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't like it when teams name themselves after the state. Oh, really? Yeah. Just in general? Right. Yeah. So props to Florida Marlins for yeah. becoming Miami? Right. Uh, you know, and I, I Los Angeles at Anaheim, California, whatever <laughs> angels they are this year. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Minnesota Twins. I don't— Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, I just— you know, name yourself after your city. Yeah, I mean. the club. Be the club team. Yeah. Especially when you consider there's uh, another team in the state of Texas. Right. And Florida was the same thing. Um, that said, uh, you and I both were a lot higher on Seattle this year than they turned out. You got Seattle, you got the Angels, and then, of course, the Oakland A's, who overperformed. <laughs> the, do. the Dodgers ironically underperformed, and yet Oakland ironically uh, overperformed. Um you know, Seattle, there it seems like they gotta start rebuilding huge. Do you trade Cano in the off season? Try to get something for Felix as well? Well, you got a problem with when you trade somebody like Cano, you're gonna have to pay a salary. Yep. I mean, you're exactly. gonna have to pay for him for years. Uh he will he's got one of those uh Cabrera type contracts that's just gonna cripple a team. Yeah. And Seattle has resources. I mean they're Playing a large city, big market. They kind of sure. own the Pacific Northwest, but man, this is uh, tough times for them. You know, talking about uh, the Rockies and their success this year, uh, how great is it going to be to see um, Arenado in a playoff game? So, any other thoughts about the regular season before we move on? Um, any other teams that you know uh, uh, had something st- stand out? We've got to stop this strikeout walk home run stuff the three true uh, outcomes the uh the, the, this is getting well uh, uh it, it's hurting baseball uh, tremendously especially the, with again all the young talent and how skilled they are the little girl getting hit in new york the other day by a ball right come on people you got to put those nets up uh i'm talking with my son when he took my grandson to a game when uh, Parker was just four, and he had great seats right beyond the uh, 
and this was uh, at the TED, right beyond the third base netting. And Justin said it was the most agonizing game that he's ever been to. He was on edge the whole game. And sure. Parker was not looking at a cell phone the whole time. Uh, this is uh, that Major League Baseball is not putting up fences all the way around like they do in other countries, all of them. Uh, this is just absurd. And don't tell me it's going to hurt your vision. What, you don't want to be right behind home plate you think, because <laughs> of the vision? You know? Yeah, I mean that's an that's an argument where the purists at this point have no argument. There is no argument. I you mean, I, I've been when I've been behind fencing uh, of some sort, I've had better seats. Yeah, and it, it's never obstructed my view of anything. Well, and you have to consider the way ballparks are constructed now. They are so much closer to the action. Oh yes, I mean, there's at, no at almost, our new ballpark, which may have the least foul territory in the major leagues. Uh, it is. It's crucial that they set, you know, put up these. Right. And, you know, an interesting thing that we saw in the World Baseball Classic in Japan, they have the netting all the way foul pole to oh, foul pole. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Other countries yeah. do this. But they, they have it. the excite seats, which yeah. are in front of the netting, but they the seats come with a helmet and glove. <laughs> so that might be a, a, an interesting promotion thing. But I agree entirely. Yeah, I mean, it's just absurd that it's not. I mean, this is not like speed up rules that are going to change the game. Just put up some fencing. Yeah, netting. Let, which... or, yeah, netting. So let's uh, save some lives. <laughs> Please. Let's, this should not be a debate. You know, all debates are thrown out the window when someone's losing their life on this. Right. Hence Chapman and the helmets in the 1920s. But little girls. Yeah. You know. yeah. I know. And, and you know, coaches... On the field, we've had to change for that. You yeah, know, I, right. I'm almost surprised that umpires aren't having to wear. They have to be wearing ha uh, helmets now too. I think that's coming. Yeah. You know, and you see how many comebackers are striking pitchers. They they still need to kind of figure that out. But the netting is no question. I agree with you on that. Um, the three true outcomes. We'll see. How did you feel about? Uh, you know, will we see a pitch clock next year? It's close. I don't know if we're going to see it next year, but it's close. Yeah. Before we get on to postseason predictions and uh, our awards uh, for the regular season, um, a few more things about the Braves. Uh, it comes out today that uh, Capalella is going to resign, kind of a forced resignation. resignation. Um, and there's scandal surrounding him that by the time this podcast goes up, we'll have a lot more information about. Um, how do you feel about the two, three years that he was running the team? Mixed. And so much of it, uh, I, I talked to you about this the other night, I, that this coming year would decide his fate. Uh, he had, he has to have some of these young pitchers hit. I mean, uh, have to make their mark. They have to show right. a future. And some of them look positive. Uh, the first rung of them did not. Uh, and But now there's some young pitchers that are going to get a shot in spring training. Uh, to make the staff uh, that um, could be formidable in the future. Um, and it had to happen. If uh, he was going to be on the hot seat, uh, if, if it didn't, and then when you have a general manager on the hot seat, they start making changes just to save their job and, or to justify their existence or you know, for whatever reason that are – not exactly astute baseball moves, and then you're starting all over again. Now, what he's done, sure. I think there are a lot of people that look at the disaster of the uh, 
Hector Oliveira trade. That was uh, one of the worst trades in Atlanta or Brave history. Uh, right. They ended up getting Kemp out of it, but, you know, who's given them some good at bats. But uh, he's also a, a, a financial dinosaur for them as well as a defensive dinosaur. Uh, the I mean, uh, they, they, they're going to have to pay to get rid of him. Um, the trade uh, of Simba to uh, the Angels for Newcomb, maybe. You know, I mean, uh, Newcomb looked better the last couple of starts, but it's hard to think we've given up, uh, what, three years of Simba now for uh, what we have seen so far from Newcomb, what, four and six or something, you know. Uh, I think even worse than that. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, when you consider you gave up a platinum glove shortstop. Not a platinum glove shortstop, the best glove shortstop in the major league you know better than Lindor better than you know all of these short short absolutely out there yeah you giving up that for you know this was supposed to be the big chip from that trade and he was the only real chip yeah there there was another pitcher I think that was never really a a prospect wasn't that the guy who shows up over overweight no he came came Aaron Blair uh Blair came in the uh Dansby trade Right, uh, four and nine with a four uh, thirty-two ERA for Sean Newcomb. And the four thirty-two is not that bad first time. You know, he might still uh, turn out to be you know a top of the line pitcher. He's got a an overpowering fastball. Right, it's all about control, but it's been all about control for him his whole career. He's got to find it. Well, and you look at the fact that you know. Again, the managerial uh, decision to stick with Snitker and not go all in on a Bud Black. Uh, really, it seems maybe this is uh, uh, too much of an exaggeration, but it's really hurting us to not have a pitcher first uh, manager or a, a, a for for a team that like pitching has been what we're about when it comes to our successes. To to have all of these prospects look as shaky as they are on the mound. Um, very alarming, I, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as far as this inter, you know, so he's resigning because of, uh, improper use of the, uh, international drafting rules or the international pool. Um, I just hope we don't lose Acuna. <laughs> well, I said that earlier. I, I, I don't think we're going to lose any prospects. We will lose, uh, you know, draft money and stuff in the future. I don't still to this day, I don't quite understand how all of the international signings work, and it seems to change somewhat every year. Uh, the uh, it's, but if he resigned today, and we really had no word of this up until today, uh, this may be a little more serious than we thought. Yep, we'll see. Remains to be seen. Um, all right, so now the postseason uh, it starts tomorrow with the Twins and the Yankees. Um, Let's just go round by round and uh, give some predictions, starting with the wild card games. Twins, Yankees. Yankees. All right. And then Sanchez is going to beat Santana. Uh, Severino. Severino. Yeah. I'm right. That. But Sanchez may Sanchez be. Sanchez may be the one who beats Santana. Yeah. And I think it's, I think that's pretty safe, safe to say. But They're uh, playing in New York, too. Santana has never pitched well in New York. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, there's got to be some some amount of the bright lights being a little blinding, a little, little little brighter now for those twins. They might not be able to see straight. But, you know, Paul Molitor, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that uh, they won't get blown out. 
Um, but I too am going to go with the Yankees. Uh, then in the National League, Rockies and Diamondbacks. It's hard to go against the Snakes when you figure Grinky's going to be pitching. Yep, he is. At home. He's going up against uh, Gray. At, you know, at home he's what you know, seven hundred and two. You know, uh, <laughs> the uh, so something like that. Yeah. Well, is he? He's got to be like comeback player of the year, right? Does that make sense so, to give I, it to I somebody really, like him? I haven't really thought of comeback player of the yeah, year. Yeah, neither and, have I. Uh, comeback players usually are people that are injured, you know, not people that are actually coming back. Right. Uh, the um, so I I'm not sure who I have to think about it more before I am ready to declare a comeback player. Sure. Um, all right. So they're your wild card winners, and and you know before we just move on from that. The two losing teams, uh, Rockies and Twins, very similar in their seasons, and I hope they're there for years to come. Very similar, but the Rockies have been pe- playing some money. You know how much did they spend on Desmond? You know, and uh, they, you know, so they're in a little bit different situation. The Twins are a bunch of kids. Yeah, um, and Dozier <laughs> and Maurer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Santana. Santana's. Yeah. You know, could be a lot older than he says he is. Um, all right, so now let's just run the American League through to the World Series. Um, Red Sox Astros. Um, just as as I've said, I, I think uh, I've I thought all year the Red Sox were a better team. They have uh, underperformed, uh, as we all know. I I think Price going uh, to the bullpen for them it makes particularly against all those left-handers on uh, on Houston is a tremendous shot in their arm. Uh, what he did against Springer the last game was uh, just dominant. And uh, maybe his uh, inability to pitch in the postseason, the only times he's pitched really well in the postseason have been in relief. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, you stole my line. Well, And, and he will be uh, much like the – he could be very much the Andrew Miller of this postseason. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that makes the – the Red Sox more formidable. Uh, Mookie Betts has started to hit at the end here. I mean, they they are playing better than they have all year. Uh, right here in the last couple of games, not I mean they did not play strong pretty much all year. Uh, Houston, um, I still think will win. I think Houston wins as well, but this series is going to go five. Yeah, I, oh, I, I believe so. I bet the farm on that, and that last game is going to be, you know. 12 innings <laughs> possibly so i mean if it's close late i i give the i give the edge to the red sox i really houston has no bullpen right and the, the boston has been saved by their bullpen right. one one mr uh uh craig kimball are you familiar with craig yeah, kimball i've heard the guy you've I've heard, heard of him yeah. yeah i hear he's pretty good yeah i mean but you know impact player at all eight positions so if the astros can knock the cover off the ball that's that's their road to success. Their road to success is scoring early. Yeah, yeah, and often because when yeah. when a sale in particular, when they start to settle in, it's it's game over early. Um, all right, Indians and the Yankees. I Indians. Indians. Is it a sweep? Yes, I agree. <laughs> so now in the uh, ALCS, uh, Astros and Indians, we both have uh, that predicted. Uh, who you taking? Uh, the Indians. In how many games? Uh, it'll take, uh, let's say, uh, six. Where do the Indians lose their first game in this postseason? Uh, 
in uh, in Houston. Game three, ALCS. Yeah, or maybe game four. Yeah, I mean, it, the 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 crowds, the home field advantage. Um, I think it's it's Cleveland, Cleveland Rocks. Yeah. I mean, right. that fan base is going to be, I think, the most passionate and the loudest. But Yankees are going to be pretty loud and passionate. I just don't know the the ticket prices are going to keep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the real hardcore types uh, out of there. It's yeah. not as hard to win in Yankee Stadium as it used to be. Right. I'd give them all the edge in the world up until they moved into this new, this new, the mall of Yankee Stadium. So Indians in the World Series for sure, and that's that's what we said at the beginning of the season, both of us. So now the National League. Um, let's go Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Much more interesting matchup than one would have thought a couple months ago. Who are you taking? All right, the. Uh... Diamondbacks can hit left-handed pitching, uh, and so it's not going to be a sweep, but I think the Dodgers, again, will probably win in like six. Well, it'd or, be I five. Mean, yeah, uh, five. Yeah. I think it goes five. I think it goes the distance for the division series. But yeah. all of that changes, and we said this on the last podcast, but all that changes if Diamondbacks win game one. If the Snakes right. win game one, this prediction kind of gets thrown in the in the in the waste bin. Who is it? Uh, Ray is you know going to start game two for them. Uh, the off days really favor a team like the Diamondbacks. You know, the, the all having all of those off days. Oh, you mean the Dodgers for having all the off days? No, I think the all of the off days will favor the Diamondbacks. That's why I think it will go right. five or go the distance. Just the off days within the series itself. Right. So yeah. you don't have to go to your fourth starter. You, I mean. Right. I get it. Yeah. Because the Dodgers will be off for a long time. Right. <laughs> their next game will be on Friday. Yeah. So that is four days for the Dodgers of Los Angeles. Um and then, uh, so on the other side of the bracket, we're going to have the Cubs and the Nationals. This may be the most interesting matchup of the division series. Who do you have in this one? Uh, I'm picking the Nationals. I am too. I am too. What do you think is the biggest thing to stand in the way of the Nationals? Because they have a very uh, curious habit of beating themselves. Uh, they, I mean, they have a lot of question marks. I mean... Uh, Harper might be a total bust. We don't know. I mean, I don't think he will be coming back uh, this late. Uh, their starting staff is really formidable, about as good as there is, but they don't have a whole lot of postseason experience. Uh, they do have Dusty Baker as manager, although I think Dusty, with all the injuries and stuff he had, may have had his best managerial season. I agree. Uh, I mean, but I'm comparing dusty to madden i don't think there's much of a comparison there no uh and playing career upper hand goes to dusty but yeah not managerial right now uh scherzer and uh i don't even know who are going to be the three starters for the cubs it looks like arietta won't even start uh, right one of them and talk about falling from from <laughs> a fall from grace i mean he's right there with matt harvey yeah but he just happens to be on a team that continues to be successful so maybe we don't notice it as much right right um yeah i, I guess you're gonna have to go lester lackey and then i don't know kendrick <laughs> yeah it's gotta be kendrick sure yeah. i mean with with uh with scherzer and strasburg and geo especially since uh scherzer is a is a complete game shutout waiting to happen i think every time he goes out there but injury how yeah. much do you think that affects him 
Uh, what if he's not able to? Thing. Yeah. What uh, if he's not able to start? I'm game, not sure game that one? that was just like overly precaution, where the team is saying it doesn't do you bad to sit down for a couple of games. You know, I'm not sure, sure he was that that hurt by that because he hasn't looked hurt coming back. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's uh, it'll Strasburg it'll is more of an injury problem, uh, I think, if you're a Nationals fan. Yep, he's also he's always closer to the DL than anybody, even if you know Harper's playing on one leg. Right. Um. All right. So you're again, you're picking Nationals. Yes. I'm going to go with the Nationals as well. So we have a Nationals Dodgers, uh, LCS. Very compelling matchup, uh, pitching wise. Scherzer versus uh, Kershaw. That's marquee through and through. Who are you taking in that potential matchup? Nationals. Really? Yes. Really? I didn't, yeah. No, I'm going to stick with my Dodgers. Are you? Who I chose at the beginning of the season. I'm going to play this through. I think I chose the Dodgers at the beginning of the season too, didn't I? I think so. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to look that up real quick. But uh go, please tell me uh how how and when and why the Nationals will beat the Dodgers. The the Dodgers, all right, first of all, Kershaw loses his first game. It won't go seven. Yeah. Uh, the um, It's it's key on, uh, on, on every series from here to the end that Kershaw wins his first start. Right. Uh, and it's usually key that your ace wins the first start. But, well, yeah. I mean, you, but, you, you, uh, you've I heard it here more, first. but More so with Kershaw because of his postseason past. Uh, I... I think Seeger getting cold toward the end. They're too up and down. I, I just get, I like the Nationals the way they're playing now. I mean, particularly since they have the bullpen that uh, they have now. Yeah, well, that is the biggest, I think, the biggest difference. I mean, you look at some of their postseason losses, uh, 2012, 2014, it is from that complete and utter lack of a bullpen. Um, I'm I'm going to stick with the Dodgers on this one. Uh, and and say that, you know, that this isn't just about, you know, Kershaw and his competitive spirit coming to the forefront. I mean, I have to think that he is he's going to want this worse than just about any singular player in the postseason. Could you think of somebody who's who's quote unquote wanting it more? Oh, well, I, I, I don't like that kind of I thought at all. You know, it made sure. Jason Worth thinking that this is my <laughs> last rodeo. You know, right? Uh, I mean, the uh, wanting it that gets so uh, individual. I, I, I always, as a football coach at one time, I, I just, uh, and I was n- never more than an assistant. Uh, but <laughs> hearing somebody else say they wanted it more than us, you know. No, they didn't. Uh, the, uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban agrees with you on this as well. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I do think there may be teams that are driven more than other teams, but that gets to become such an individual thing. I don't. It's hard to measure. I, right. I just, you know, Kershaw. Kershaw in, lives the life of uh, in Yaman, Azar. Uh, you know, he. Uh, <laughs> His names on everything in baseball. He oh. lives, you know. If he does, they don't win. It's not going to be the crushing thing to his. He's going to go home to a beautiful wife, a beautiful, you know, sure. Life and, That's fine. That's all well and good. We're not talking about that. You're talking about the things that have been established. This is, this is where 
his competitive fire that got him all of those things, you know, is going to, is going to have to have to really bother him because remember Michael Jordan had all of those things, but he stands apart in basketball history for how driven he was and that he was a gigantic a-hole. But that said, Kershaw is one of the few players uh, actively chasing a ghost. You know, he's chasing the ghost of Koufax. He even plays on the same team. He's had such poor postseason success while he's been the most dominant pitcher in the regular season. I mean, I think he's, I don't know. I think he's going to throw the baseball <laughs> through a wall if he starts to, uh, if, if the Dodgers are down. Da- the Dodgers are down three games to one. He pitches every other day. I think Scherzer, I'm at Scherzer. I think Kershaw is the best player of this, best pitcher of this generation. Uh, the I think he is the Cy Young winner again this year. Uh, but I, I don't see him as any more driven than Scherzer. Scherzer seems driven to fanatical status. All I mean, he is called Mad Max for a reason. That's true. That's true. And how great will it be to see them square off once oh, again? I know. I know. All right. That's what it's all about. Shoot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I hope that they, I hope these starting pitchers go deep into the games. That's, I mean, I know it's not going to happen because it's the new era of, you know, <laughs> five innings and then it's all to the bullpen. But still, I mean, even looking at the Indians, it's not just Kluber. I mean, wanting to see Carrasco pitch a uh, sure. pitch deep into a ball game. If these pitchers are going deep into a ball game, it's going to be with. They're going to be dominating. They will have low pitch counts and no runs. Yep, which is something I love to see. Um, all right, my World Series, uh, different from yours. I've got Cleveland and the Dodgers. You have Cleveland and the Nationals. Who is winning the World Series Cleveland. for you? Cleveland. I have the same. We have the same champion, Cleveland Rocks. They end the curse of however many years, going back to 48, I think it was, and Bob Feller. Um, how many games is it going to take? Oh, it's going to go seven. Yeah, it's going to go seven. I mean, you know, almost, it has to. It has to. It's written in the stars. There's so many. Uh, how many World Series in the last twenty years have gone seven? Going back to '97, which would be twenty years, uh, we've had six World Series go go the distance. Six of the last twenty, but in recent years, more frequent, you had. You had last year, of course, and then 2014 with the Giants and the Royals with the the Mad Bum series to end all things. And then in 2011, I'd rather not talk about this for too long, but the Cardinals over the Rangers. So it's been trending in that direction. And, and, you know, if it's it's if it's Cleveland, uh, Washington, if it's Cleveland Dodgers, these teams are stacked. And that's what's going to be so great to see. Or if the Cubs are in there. The or Cubs, if the Cubs are in there. The Cubs are stacked. The Cubs, they are stacked. Uh, we, so. uh, and we and we overlooked them in a weird new kind of way. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so coming into home, let's give uh, let's give out some awards. These are our award predictions for the regular season. Um, let's start with MVP. Uh, American League, I think it gets down to Altuve or Judge. I think Judge has put an excitement and... Uh, into the game that is unparalleled in recent years, particularly, and you cannot uh, forget that he is in New York. Um, I think Altuve has been the more consistent player from beginning of the season to the end, and I think this might be like a John Wayne True Grit Academy Award. 
Right, exactly. Martin Scorsese for The Departed. Right. Um, Altuve, I think, is the most deserving, but you left out Lindor. You seem to have just like... I love Lindor, but, said, but I don't think... You, know, you I don't mean, think it be, comes down to him against well, these two or three. And, and there is that other thing, too. You know, how good is the team without you? Uh, the... Uh, well, in that place, we should be giving it to judge. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, uh, I, 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 Lindor is great, but I still think it's Altuve's year. Well, and Lindor's argument comes greatly in the last two months, right? You know, and I'm, I, I, I think if he does win, it's, it's on, it's on parallel tracks to, uh, um, to Chipper Jones's MVP, uh, nineteen ninety nine, his stretch run. Uh, but you look at the Indians, and you're right. You could easily say it's Ramirez. Oh yeah, oh, you know, yeah. And, and coming in and playing out of position to that. Sure. To that fact. Um, all right, and then uh, so you're going to go with uh, uh, between those two. Got to make a pick. Uh, Altuve. Altuve yeah. All right, I'm going to go with Altuve as well, even though I picked Lindor at the beginning of the season, and I'm glad that it'll at least be close. Right. I'll be, I'll, I, I will have been in the ballpark. Who did I pick at the beginning of the season? Um, I can't, you know, that's, I'll take a, this will be edited out too, but I can't actually find that. Uh, All right. National League. Uh, MVP? Yeah. Um, there are a lot of candidates. This uh, is the more interesting race, right. to be sure. Uh, the I, I'm afraid that Arenado is going to take away votes from Blackman. He was my pick early on. I thought, uh, Blackman has the uh I thought he had the best all-around season of anybody in the league. Yeah, and batting leadoff. Right. Which hey, Altuve, same thing. Um the um yeah, I'm not going to pick two leadoff hitters. Uh <laughs> the uh and in some ways uh Zimmerman is the MVP because he's been the one constant in the Nats lineup from beginning to end. Dodgers, uh, Seager just, you know, he fell apart there at the end. and uh, As most of the team did for yeah, a while. And I don't see Bellinger getting it. I mean, uh, so I, um, who else? We, uh, and the Cubs, uh, the, the Rizzo combination is not <laughs> going to get it this year. They got it last year. Uh, so, I, I mean, and I know they don't have to be from a – you know, a, even a, a playoff team. I don't see anybody on a team beneath the. Well, we haven't talked about one Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, oh, true. To true. wrap up his year, true. so if, if you're gonna, he had, had yeah. sixty, if he had gotten to sixty, I would have said Giancarlo. Yeah, and I mean, I know one home run away. That's you know, that's pretty darn close. And you know, yeah, Blackman and Arenado somewhat canceled them out. You know, you forget in Washington that Daniel Murphy had another tremendous season. Right. Um, I'd still go with Zimmerman over Murphy, even yeah. though Murphy's stats may be better in some ways. Right. Um, that said, I, I mean, you know, I think I, I can't remember if you. Picked, I'm going to go with Blackman. Uh, you know, just because. Well, now you are I, going with two leadoff hitters. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm got, but I'm changing. I'm going to go with Blackman because I said that uh, around July or so. Here's one other that we we've skipped over. Um, none other than Joey Votto. Comeback player of the year, maybe? Oh, yes, may uh, perhaps, definitely. His on-base uh, streak was uh, tremendous. Highest OPS, thirty-six the, home runs, a hundred RBIs. There was a lot of talk about him being uh, in the MVP earlier, right? Uh, but I'm not buying it. 
<laughs> his team. How, how did the Reds finish? Not very well. How many wins did they have? Uh, more than the number of fans in the stadium at All the right. end of the year, but the, still not that many. Uh, they wouldn't have won that many, or that they wouldn't have lost that many more without Votto. Right. You yeah. take them on. Yeah. And, you know, the walk record or whatever that was is kind of self serving. Yeah. You know, he's the sabermetric darling. Um, it is a, a, a compelling race, but I am going to give it to Arenado. Um, also because of his glove. I think oh, that, I, that's true. That's yeah. True. I think that he, he gets a lot of credit for it. And now that credit will take him to the MVP. Uh, Cy Young. Cy Young, uh, Kluber over Sale in the American League, uh, barely. Uh, right. The uh, In the National League, Kershaw over Scherzer, barely. Yep. Um, I will uh, I, I will say the same. Um, in the National League, though, Strasburg as well deserves um, a hell of a look. I mean, with Washington, you know, again, looking at just postseason predictions, um, three of the top five – ERAs in the National League were from the Nationals. Oh, I know, and we have them going pretty far. Or I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you the, do. Uh, right to the precipice of greatness. But and you're talking about Strasburg going to uh, the Cy Young. Who's the ace of that staff? Who's going to start the first game? Uh, Scherzer, if healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I I am going with the same Kershaw over Scherzer, and that's you know having missed uh, uh, a couple of starts, but even still. You know, you kind of called this uh, how this played out. You know, an injury season. year, yeah, for uh, Koufax. Exactly. Sixty-five. Exactly. Um, although the sixty-four uh, Dodgers did not win the World Series. Sixty-five did. The sixty-five did. That's correct, and that's that's the comparison. So, good sign for Kershaw. Um, all right, manager of the year, or do you want to do rookie of the year? Uh, rookie of the year, Bellinger uh, for the National League and Judge for the American League. Yeah, kind of running away yeah, to say the very least. I don't see very close either way. Yeah, and again, very much in play that, that Judge is uh, rookie of the year and MVP. I think the first to do that since Ichiro, correct? Or Tr- Trout was close. Yeah, I think Ichiro may have been. I think there have been three. I think uh, Fred Lynn... Uh, Ichiro and I don't remember the third one. I think there have been three. Uh, apparently just the two. Okay, just Judge could be the third. Um, Ichiro. There's a lot of players that did uh, Rookie of the Year in their first season and then MVP following up after that. But uh, yeah, he would be if 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 Judge pulls it off, he'd be the third and the second legitimate. Yeah, because Ichiro. Let's let's be honest. Hardly here. a rookie. Hardly a rookie. Um, Mike Trout. Let's give a little love to him uh, as if he needs it. But, you know, the Angels were a l- hovering around competitive there towards the end, and then they just fell off. Uh, but he's been one or two in the MVP since he showed up on the scene. Where does he finish this year? Not one or two. Not one or two. Yeah. And, you know, that injury, yeah. uh, got to soften those bags. Got to soften up those bags, man. The... Uh... It's a big problem. I, I don't think anybody is ready to say Trout is finished. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, all right, manager of the year. Um, I Tito will get it in the American League. I think Paul Molitor should get it. Yep. Uh, in the National League, I uh, I think Bud Black should get it. Uh, but 
Well, no, I may say Madden should get it. I mean, uh, I, I mean, just I look at that six seventy five in the last month is just is crazy stat to me. Right. Uh, you know, that that's almost like he must be juiced, you know, or, or something. Uh, <laughs> On wine, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, with, I don't know, I, I have uh, a hard time going against Madden, but uh, Bud Black did just what I thought he would do or uh, with the Rockies. You take Coors Field and make it a pitcher's park. I know. That's, I mean, that's, and, and in one year. Right. So, and I, and we know that this is the most subjective of all the awards, but I think if you're looking at the single performance of it, you know, and and Madden has won a couple, and you know, I as I said you know, earlier, I thought Dusty Baker had his best year. Right. And you know what? That was Roberts. I mean, last year, you know, Roberts with yeah. a stacked team, he navigates all those injuries, and you know, uh, much to the chagrin of the viewing public, uh, with all those pitching changes, but. You know, it could be that could be what puts Dusty Baker on top this year for manager of the year. Um, American League, I, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to go with uh, Tito, but Molitor, I mean, it, nobody did more with less. Mm-hmm. I think that you heard it here first. Um, comeback player of the year, I, this is a tough one to gauge, and I haven't looked into the numbers enough. So uh, if you want to throw one out there, you can. Otherwise, uh, we can just move on. Yeah, just move on. All right. So comeback player of the year is just as um, subjective. Yeah. Because yeah. could you say it's Greenkey? All he did was have an off year last year. Yeah, I know. It's not like there was some tremendous injury or some such thing. All right. Well, there you have it. So glad that it is October. Um, that said, you know it's it's tough times out there just for the state of humanity. But um, we give a lot of love to Puerto Rico. Houston, uh, South Florida, and now Las Vegas. I mean, you know, the baseball community directly. How many players from Puerto Rico? They were in the championship of the I WBC. A, a bunch, so, so for for all those listening, and in my opinion, the greatest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, of course. Um, so for all those listening, you know, give whatever you can to the hurricane relief efforts, uh, especially going into. Um, the kind of time period where people tend to forget about these things. You know, Puerto Rico is going to be rebuilding for for years. You um, and I are worried about getting my television mounted so we can watch the playoffs right. tomorrow. You know, puts that, things in perspective. Right. Well, I was just on a, a trip for a different work venture. Uh, you know, covering hurricane relief efforts in Houston and Florida, and. You know, it's just even seeing it now, we can see everything from a thousand different angles with iPhone technology and stuff. But when you're really in it, I mean, you know, you're right. This is people's lives on mass scale that get uprooted by Mother Nature. And then, you know, people just forget too quickly. Um, And with Puerto Rico, you know, no debating here. That's those are American citizens uh, that need our help. So. All right. So uh, I thank you to always. To everyone listening to the podcast on uh, iTunes and on SoundCloud, um, we need to expand to some other uh, podcast platforms. Um, the uh, You can find everything Running the Bases at our website, runningthebases.com. Uh, send us your comments, your own predictions for uh, postseason 2017. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. So for Coach Bounds at the new RTV Studios 
in lovely Vinings, Georgia, just a stone's throw from SunTrust Park. Um, you are Coach Bounds. I am Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Basis podcast coming in at home, and we're safe. Coach, enjoy the postseason. Here we go. Good night. All right. Good night.